1: Drive Podcast. All right. Welcome back for another episode. Episode 185 here on the Outdoor Drive Podcast. This is your boy, East Coast Trev, and I'm joined by my good buddy, Mr. Madman Mardick. What up? What up, buddy? Um, What is going on, dude? We just got home from New York. This is good. We had a great time at the Big East Camping and Outdoor Show with the boys up there, and I'm... It was awesome. I can't thank Ian and Frank for, for letting us come up there from the beaten path, off the beaten path. It was a great show. It was fun, very intimate show. It was spread out and done very well, in my opinion, honestly.
2: Great show. I had a, I had a blast up there. I'm glad we did it.
1: And, I mean, the people kept rolling in and rolling in, and Steady. the numbers were good. Steady flow. The, you know, the, I mean, we got to go to the, the, the Tin Rooster and all those good things that were going on down there. I mean, it was a. It was a fun place. It was a fun weekend. Uh, You missed out on sushi, though, on Friday night, dude. I'm telling you why. Let me tell you. Primo Supremo.
2: Yeah, that's good for you. I'm I'm all set with that. Let's bait. You don't like sushi? You put sushi on a hook and catch bigger fish with it. No, no, no. They are the big fish. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, I mean bluefin tuna. What's bigger than a bluefin tuna? I I don't know. I don't eat that shit, so I wouldn't know. Well, maybe you should broaden your horizons. I'm I'm a... T-bone or ribeye kind of guy. You know? Yeah,
1: you also you also drink Starbucks coffee. bro. Yeah,
2: but I also don't. You're very basic. I, I also don't lose my keys in the morning after a rage. It's
1: your car. Your car ate them, dude. What do you want from me? <laughs> I mean, like what? What do you think this is?
2: All I know is, come Sunday morning, I was rip roaring, ready to go, ready to slay the day, and you were lagging a little bit behind. So. Hand me another coffee, buddy. I'm just letting <laughs> you know that the Michelob Ultras in New York, they just hit
1: a little bit harder, okay? Yeah. <clears throat> what <clears throat> a good
2: time, though. I, I don't regret that. They at were all.
1: 16 ounces, they weren't 12. Yeah, but it's light beer. It's like water. I didn't say that it wasn't. But so. when, when. Never mind. Enough of yeah. this crap. Anyways. Listen,
2: party season's coming down to an end for you, there, buddy. We got one more show left to do. And what a good show season we had, though. You know? fantastic. We were talking about that the other day. Absolutely. We didn't really plan our show season. It just kind of fell into our lap the way it laid out. But, I mean, right from the get-go, we pretty much had a show every other weekend, starting back at Harrisburg. You know? Yeah. yeah Springfield I- was a great show. And then uh, we went up to the one at Turning Stone. And then we got Mohegan Sun on the on the home stretch here. But uh, I... super blessed
1: we crushed it super blessed with the opportunities from all of the people from every single show you know that we started with and been able invited to every single one of them and getting to meet everybody and the people and the connections and the you know the listeners and followers and stuff that we were able to shake hands with and spend time with and everything i mean it was just it was insane it was absolutely insane and super thankful for every single person that has invited us to one of their shows. I mean, it's been it's been a great show season. Um my liver probably wants it over though.
2: Yeah, you and your drinking. It's all right though. You'll tone it down here.
1: Okay, whatever you say. <laughs> I don't know why you're being so negative about this. This is this is not a
2: laughing matter. Uh yeah, I don't so know.
1: anyways, <laughs> dude, do you
2: have a killer's got Yeah, let's let's uh, reel this back okay. in. Uh, I got a short one here. Tom Aligio with a busy day. He, uh, I think it was a beaver, an otter, and a coyote. Mm. And that's only going for killers. Killers. No, one. I got a good killers oh.
1: because and. And it wasn't one on the thing, but our buddy Manish has been doing pretty good over there. He killed something a little bit ago. He killed some green wing teals and some other stuff. Good to him and Gerald. Congratulations to them. They are not on social media, so they couldn't share it. And then not only that, um, Mr. Chris Brockett just hit number 40 on the trap line, me and him. So 40 awesome. beavers, and he's up to six otters. That's awesome. Yeah. And then uh,
2: 56 pounds he, he broke today. So. Are you done? Um, This is my segment. Okay, go ahead. Well, do it right. Um, Well, you're just jumping in here. So, anyways, uh, another big shout-out I got for Jeremy McGillicuddy came all the way from Connecticut to come see us at the show in New York this weekend. Yeah, mom and brother, Mom and brother, yep. So, big shout-out to you guys. It was good seeing you guys and hope you enjoyed your time at the casino. And then uh, Adam Hart came down. And we hadn't met him before, but he's a big listener and big follower and supporter. And he spent quite a bit of time Saturday um, hanging out with us at the show and just telling stories and sharing mm. trail camera pictures. And I-, I had a great time with him. So, shout out to you, Adam. Thanks for coming down and spending time with us. And it was a pleasure to meet you, bud.
1: Yeah, thanks, for guys, for coming down. and really appreciate it. I really do.
2: And then another shout out for all the new listeners because... Like we just said, all the shows that we've done this Mm. year and all the new people that we've connected with and handing out business cards and telling people who we are and what we do. New stickers. I'm I'm sure there's some new listeners listening right now that this might be your first episode that you might have met us at a show. So thank you for uh, checking us out.
1: Absolutely. Uh, while while we're thinking people, uh, let's thank some sponsors. First off, we are brought to you and title sponsored by uh, Huntworth HuntworthGear.com. Guys, go and check them out. Now's the time to get your Huntworth gear. Uh, spring season is right around the corner. Get your Durham, your early season turkey gear because phenomenal, phenomenal in the turkey woods. When it when you need to, it's three layered. It's where it's at. The early season stuff is phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. So get on over there and check that stuff out. Nor'Easter Game Calls, com. Actually, Mark, and I'll let you guys in on a little bit of secret, is about to release a new website. Going to be a very early, easy thing to use. Um, the ton of new stuff is going up on there. We have an outdoor series that's uh, it's, it's the Windbreaker series, and it has our logo in the center of it. Uh, obviously, the Thin Series, all of our mouth calls, Tools of the Trade are all new, box calls with new logos on them. Get on over to NorEasterGameCalls.com and get those calls. They are on Ready to Kill Gobblers. Uh, also, Zeus Broadheads, ZeusBroadheads.com or new Archery.com. Uh You can type in either or. Get on over there. You can get all your broadhead needs from our man over there. At Zeus Broadheads, Mr. Nick Albanese. We've seen him at
2: the show this weekend. Yeah, too. dude, it's he'd cool come up and him. hang
1: out with us. And uh, his his son was going back to the Marines, so he had to leave early mm-hmm. and stuff. So, you know, thanks for the service. Thanks to all you guys for your service. I mean, it's it's greatly appreciated um, and all of that. Um, and not only that, but sponsors. Um, this new segment is brought to you by Bowhunters United. Surprise, we are now surprise. partners with Hunters United, so we can't thank you guys at Bowhunters United for partnering up with us and making the news for your crews possible. So let's get on over and see our good buddy, Mr. Mike Salter. All right, guys, why don't we buckle up and see what's going on in the world of news with Mr. Mike Salter.
0: Hey, everyone. We're going to start this one off in Utah, where the Division of Wildlife Resources is asking anglers to target and remove specific fish species in three water bodies. First, Northern Pike in Utah Lake. Pike are concerned due to their potential impact to sport fish in the lake, such as walleye, white bass, and yellow perch. Any untagged pike caught must be killed. Any tagged pike must be reported to DNR and released as part of an ongoing study. Uh, Second is small lake trout under 25 inches at Flaming Gorge Reservoir. This area is known for some of the largest lake trout in the U.S., but too many small lake trout, are present and if not reduced, could impact salmon and rainbow trout populations, as well as result in fewer fish being available to feed the trophy lake trout. Uh, There are also tagged lake trout in the reservoir, which need to be reported if caught. Some of these targeted fish uh, have rewards of up to $50 for anglers. And third uh, is carp from Pelican Lake. This is an effort to restore the bluegill and bass fishery that has been impacted by the dramatic increase in common carp. To incentivize anglers here, the DWR has tagged carp in the lake and has been offering rewards for anglers who turn in uh, carp with reward tags. Now to Pennsylvania, uh, where the Game Commission will be hosting meetings for residents to learn about and discuss the possible possible reintroduction of American Martin to the state. Uh, the Commission has been exploring reintroduction and has found that martins would have sufficient habitat and pose little to no risk to other species. The Commission has finished a reintroduction feasibility assessment and is now drafting a plan for reintroduction. Free presentations will be held for residents on March 18th from 2 to 3.30 p.m. at Elk uh, Country Visitor Center in Benzette. Uh, March 20th from 6 to 7.30 p.m. at Tioga County Fairgrounds in Wellsboro. Uh, March 21st from 6 to 7.30 p.m. at Center County Recycling and Reuse Authority in Bellfront, and March 30th from 6 to 7.30 p.m. at the Game Commission Northeast Region Office in Dallas. No no RSVPs are needed to attend these. The Game Commission has said that after a management plan is done, the plan will be presented to the agency's board of commissioners, who could then open a 60-day public comment period. So be on the lookout for these next steps. Now to Virginia, where the results are now available from the DWR's 2022-23 CWD surveillance uh, from the three CWD disease management areas. DMA 1 uh, had 31 of 435 deer tested positive for CWD, and based on the results, no changes are expected to D- DMA 1 uh, for the 23 24 deer season. DMA 2 had 5 of 1,638 deer tested positive and 1 deer just outside of DMA 2. As a result, DMA 2 will be expanded to cover Fairfax, Prince William, and Arlington counties for the 23 and 24 deer season. Uh, Regulations in these counties will take effect on May 1st of this year and will include prohibitions uh, for white-tailed deer fawn rehabilitation and restricted carcass transport. DMA3 had eight of 1,170 deer test positive for CWD, including the first in Pulaski County, resulting in Surrey, North Carolina, and Patrick Counties being added to DMA3 for the 23-24 deer season, with the same uh, regulations taking effect May 1st. Also, Since feeding deer is prohibited within 25 miles of a CWD detection, effective immediately, Augusta and Flavana counties have been added to the year-round feeding ban. Now to Maine, where on March 6th, the Maine Joint Committee on Education and Public Affairs hosted a hearing on SP-130, which would require the University of Maine system and Maine Community College system to offer a four-credit course on hunting, fishing, uh, recreational shooting, and trapping. Uh, legislative initiatives such as this are key for recruitment, retention and reactivation of sportsmen and women and introducing these activities uh, at any age can be help can help prevent further decline. So reach out to your legislators to support SP 130 in Maine. Now to Indiana and an opportunity for youth turkey hunters. Indiana's youth reserve turkey hunt applications open on March 20th and are open until March 31st. Youth under the age of 18, the day of the hunt may apply for These reserved youth hunts on DNR properties during the youth season, which runs on April 22nd and 23rd, interested youth hunters uh, or an adult representing them must register in person or by phone during regular office hours for the property that they wish to hunt. Hunters are only allowed to register for one property, and there are limits on the number of hunters allowed to hunt each property each day, so a drawing will be held on April 3rd Uh, at properties where the number of youth hunters exceeds the spots available. Hunters may be drawn for one or both hunt days, depending on the number of applicants. In order to register for the youth hunt, you will need the hunter's name, license type, and number, hunt dates, mailing address, phone number, uh, and the parent or guardian's name, address, and phone number. So a good opportunity there for the youth. Lastly, to Vermont, an opportunity for deer hunters. A Tracking the White-Tailed Deer seminar and breakfast will be held by... Uh, Rodney Elmer and the Mountain Deer Wolf Pack at the Lamoille Valley Church of the Nazarene on Route 15 in Johnston. Doors will open at 8 a.m. Uh, with the seminar starting at 9.30. Uh, the cost is $10 for adults and $5 for those 12 and under. Space is limited to 150 uh, and door prizes will be awarded. To register for that, call 802-635-2988. As always, if you have any news to send along to me, it would be greatly appreciated. Reach out to me at Mike Salter on Facebook or beard underscore bowhunter21 on Instagram. And with that, enjoy the rest of your ride.
1: Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Bowhunters United. If you guys aren't members yet, um, we will actually, after this podcast clears, we are going to have a special link um, to go and get it. to go and get your membership actually through us because we are actually working with them on an affiliate program. So if you sign up through us, then we get a little kickback, you know, like salesmen. So go get that stuff and then we get some stuff and everybody gets some stuff and everybody, you know what I'm saying. But anyways, get on over there. Uh, We'll post up the link in all the groups and everything. So you guys can sign up for Bowhunters United. I think it's a very important thing. And Amy kind of tails into it and what it is and what, how important it actually is. She does a way better job. I'm not going to break down on it. Um, I think we should just let her tell the story. Uh, but, guys, don't miss out. This coming up weekend, the 24th, 25th, uh, and 26th, we are at the Connecticut um, Outdoor and Fishing Show here at Mohegan Sun. Uh, we will be in the back with Real Outdoors TV. The boys will Most of the boys will be here. Uh, we'll be hanging out all weekend. Uh, we might even have some special stuff going on in the booth. Um, so come on and stop by. Come and hang out with us uh bring us some bush lights uh, might be
2: an after party oh well i wasn't gonna say you know, that you're gonna be around i wasn't uh, gonna say that i wasn't gonna say that might be a little secret society after party <laughs> but if you're around saturday night and want to want a little invite or something you know holla at your boy yeah, get
1: a hold of us. We we might might be doing something a little bit special on the on the down low on the backside of that. But uh, yeah, bring us some beers. We'll be hanging out in the in the booth. We like Michelob Ultras. well I do. Bring uh, me a coffee. Bring please. bring Martica coffee. He's gonna need it to have to deal with me. Uh, <laughs> I was so, gonna uh, say it if you didn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well it is what it is. <laughs> but um, more or less, dude. Let's uh let's get on. Let's get Amy on this thing. and Let's get this thing under the way. What do you think? Yeah, this bud? is
2: a good one. This is a good one for the people to. To see what this is all about, because I think what they're doing over there is fantastic.
1: Yeah. I think everybody should be a member of hunters. 100%. Know, in my opinion, and I think that there's a lot of gain um, for being a member. I mean, if, as an outdoorsman, you know, as a hunter, you were part of NRA. You were part of mm-hmm. NDA, QDMA. I mean, you know, NWTF. Uh, DU. It's one and the same. These people advocate for everything that you got going on, and you get a nice little hat and some stickers too, and Amy will go into that, but let's get her on the line. Just let Amy talk. right, right, fine. fine. right, I'm on it. Let her go. right, we're back on the phone with Amy from Bowhunters United. How we doing, Amy?
3: Good. How are you guys?
1: Good, good. We appreciate you jumping on with us.
3: Yeah, I'm glad to be here.
1: Yeah, it was a pleasure meeting you down in Harrisburg show, and we got to talking, and Things kind of started moving very rapidly and we have some really good good news for everybody by the end of this podcast. But uh super. Yeah, it
3: was a good time.
1: Yeah. Good time. Well, why don't we take no further ado? Why don't we turn this key? Why don't you tell everybody who you are, where you're from, and a little bit about what you do?
3: Yeah. So my name is Amy Lanig, and I am from Herman, Missouri. I am the Archery Trade Association's marketing and communications manager. And I run our brand, Bow Hunters United, which is a nonprofit extension of ATA.
1: So, how did you get all involved with them and, and, and Bow Hunters United?
3: How did I get involved with them? So, uh, kind of my backstory before this is um, I've always been somebody who loves to be outdoors. I've always been like a tomboy. Um, and so, for like, <laughs> All throughout high school and um, college, I was a butcher. So I worked at two different um, meat processing plants. And um, one of the big plants that I worked at, we did a lot of deer processing. Um, So I had a lot of like background and that and then like hunting and like things on the side. And then I went into the firearms industry because I went to school for agriculture marketing, but ended in uh, firearms. So I was in the firearms industry for about a year and a half, and then I came along the ATA and I was like, well, what's better than meat, guns, now bows? So um, now I'm here and yeah, we uh, launched the brand of Bow Hunters United in 2020. And, you know, as you know, that was a horrible year to launch the brand, um, but they kind of brought me in to kind of help boost the brand and gain awareness.
1: That's Awesome. I mean, we might as well go right into it. What is Bowhunters United? Because I bet you people are kind of sitting there listening and being like, what is Bowhunters United? They they might not have heard of it.
3: Yeah. So um, Bowhunters United is a national organization for bringing bowhunters together. So no matter how you participate, whether it be crossbows, recurves or compounds, we're the organization for you. Uh, we serve at the state and federal level to protect bow rights and expand opportunities. So um, all of our members have access to our action alert system, which is we do all the heavy lifting over at ATA and Bow hunters United. So we do all the research on the bills kind of coming up to the legislation table and we get our members involved by sending them a notification and saying, hey, this is kind of the bill that's going on. Um here's how we need you to take action. So members throw in their name, email address and their address and then we give you a pre-written message saying, "Hey local legislator, please support this uh bill because it benefits conservation" or "be, you know, please don't um support this bill because it infringes on my bow hunting rights" and it gets all of our members involved in taking action for where they're located in the United States.
1: So, is it a sister company of ATA or what is the, because you had mentioned ATA, so I didn't know the connection between the two of them.
3: Yeah, so we're owned and operated by um, the ATA and we're their non-profit organization.
1: Ah, okay. So, and for those that don't know, it's the Archery Trade Association is what ATA is.
3: Yeah, and ATA is the industry's um, like kind of connection for all things our tree so um, we bring together all the retailers manufacturers distributors um, media and every year we have like a big trade show and all of the new products of the year are shown off at it and it just gets our um, community of our tree together in one place to be um, the industry spokesperson so
1: I guess the ones that do know about it know it as the ATA show. Like I, I for like me, it, I wouldn't even know what ATA, well, I mean I do, but like I wouldn't know what ATA is. The only thing I would think of is the ATA show once a year, knowing that all the media groups are going to be there to put out the new pr- new products for the year. That's like what I think about ATA, right. but a lot of people don't realize what they do on the legislative side also, which would be you guys. Yes.
3: So, um usually people think, um, the ATA 365 days a year, um, they, that we, um, work on the trade show. We're not only working on the trade show. We have a lot of talented folks. So we run a lot of different programs to get, you know, archery ranges in different towns and, you know, help expand, um, bow hunters and all of the people in archery and help our retailers and, we're just we're here to help the industry grow and to expand the sport Mm. Um, so we have a lot of different educational programs for kids you know the ranges like I said and then also like on the retailer side you know we have bow technician courses to help bow techs gain the skills that they need to um, have bows operate and fix them and things like that so we got a lot going on over at ATA just other than the trade show.
1: Which is kind of crazy. So then what is what is the tie-in with Bowhunters United then? What does Bowhunters United do on the 365?
3: So Bowhunters United, what we do, 365 days a year, is we are, you know, working at ATA, with ATA, um, at the state and federal level. So we have two guys that are working um, on advocacy and they serve at that um, national level and then with our state agencies. So we have contacts in all these different states Um, And so we get an inside scoop on that. And then we have a lot of different partnerships. So the big perk of being tied to the ATA with Bowhunters United is the perk of having an inside look on the industry that no other organization has. So with that perk comes, you know, we have a bunch of partners and they offer all of our members a bunch of rebates and discounts on all the gear, um, bows, arrows, like you name it. We probably have a discount for it. And then, um, we are partnered with deer and deer hunting this year. So all of our members get, um, six magazines where it has our exclusive content in it. And then, um, hat cap, um, you know, stickers decals. And then, um, we have a big sweepstakes with all of our partners in the industry where we're giving away in December 12 big bow packages with like all the bells and whistles, um, all loaded out. So, um, really excited about that, but, um, that's kind of what is entailed and having that connection with ATA is just like the connection with all of the partners and in industry.
1: So how does somebody go about getting involved with, or, you know, being a member of Bowhunters United?
3: So you can become a member with Bowhunters United by visiting our bowhuntersunited.com website. Um, we have a join form there where you can join, or you can visit us on social media, um, And like the big thing with Bowhunters United is our membership. We're offering it right now for twenty five dollars. Usually it's 30. And you know that twenty five dollars is not going towards all the tangible items like the free hat, the decals, the stickers, the entrance into the sweepstakes. It's not going towards the tangible items. Um, the $25 is going to impact um, our role at the state and federal level to protect boner's rights and um, preserve the sport for future generations to come.
1: And so what do they get when they become a member?
3: What do you get when you become yeah. a member? So like if
1: I was to sign up today, what what would happen?
3: What would happen? So <laughs> we would send you a member packet and your member packet would have all of the information on all of the great deals that you get with the industry, as well as you get your free hat. Um, you get some decals for your bow case and coolers and things like that. Um, you get entered into our sweepstakes. So you have a chance to win those 12 big bow packages. And then we've got like 70 other bow hunters, United prizes going out with that. Um, and then, you get our monthly e-newsletter, which we cover all of the inside scoop on what's happening on the archery industry and, you know, bow hunting tips and tactics that are happening. Um, you get access to our bow hunters United like resource library where we come out with like two to three articles per week on things happening in the bow hunting world and how to excel and amplify your game. Um, what else am I missing? Oh, and you get action alerts for all of these different advocacy and things because, you know, at the legislation table, there's a lot going on all the time and it's hard to keep up with um, kind of what we've talked with Mike about. It's just a lot happening all the time. So one of the main benefits towards our members is, you know, getting notified when pressing things come to the table and that they can make an impact.
1: Which I think is a real important thing, like because I think a lot of people, you know, like the average Joe's they might not know the things that are going on at a higher level. Like, you know, they might hear from their friends, oh, you know, they're trying to pass such and such a law in Utah for archers. But, like, that's only if they're connected with other people, if they're in game clubs, so on and so forth. And some of this stuff, and we try to bring it out in the news for the crews, like to kind of get people aware of what's actually going on around you, because we're so narrow minded in just the state that we're living in that some of these other States have a lot of stuff that's going on in them.
3: Right. And you hear a lot of like word of mouth things like, you know, people talking about, Oh, well this is happening, but there's no call to action. Like, what are you going to do about it? Um, So we provide that avenue for you to do something about it and to make an impact and let your legislators know what you want without you having to do the heavy work of doing all the research and like crafting this big message to this legislator that you want to take very seriously. It's just you put in your information just like you're shopping and you send it away.
1: Which and and people could help other people in other states doing this too. It's not just not just like not Missouri or not Connecticut, but like we could help people in Arizona or Texas or Florida or whatever with whatever they're battling. Because I know this is kind of going to be kind of cliche. We have to unite together as bow hunters to be able to do this. (laughs) Well,
2: yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Well, something like you said before, though a lot of people. They don't care about another state because oh, it doesn't affect me. I don't care what they do in Arizona, and that's a terrible mindset mm-hmm. because it's a snowball effect. What happens there, it just builds momentum and can happen anywhere.
3: Absolutely, yep. And it's the same so with us. Like, like, oh, go ahead. So it's just like if like they're gonna ban hunting in one state, you're like, oh yeah, who cares? But what if what if you're next? Right. Like what if you're in Oregon? They're trying to ban hunting. Like oh. State next over, you could be next. Who right. knows? Well, it's a
1: learn by example thing with a lot of those laws where like we see it, especially and I hate to talk like this, but so California, if they start in California, you know that it's coming to New England. Hands down, no questions asked. If something is happening in California, it's it's lead by example where they, they see something happen, and then they bring it down to another state. I mean, look at these, some of these states, these hunting states like uh, Utah, outlawing trail cameras. It's not long for some of the western states to pick up on that, and then, then it spreads out to the eastern states where we're going to end up being affected by this. And if we don't help each other in, in passing these laws that you know that help us, then we're going to be in a lot of trouble down the line.
3: Right. And I also feel like with passing different things to help hunting and preserve conservation and things like that, it's creating a barrier to these anti hunters and animal activists. And so if we can get more people to get on board for these different things that benefit um, your right to hunt, then it's creating that barrier and it's showing as an example to other states like, oh, well, this is what they're doing and this is how it's going for them. And so it's just another prime example that if we have multiple people in numbers, then it's strategically going to win for bow hunting rights.
1: And I don't know what it is about sportsmen or some, or, but sometimes they seem to like not, <laughs> I can't do it again. They can't unite together <laughs> because what ends up happening is a lot of the antis or the animal activists, they'll band together like, strictly band together, like, strong, like, I know we're, we're going through this big bear thing here in, in Connecticut, where, where they're trying to pass this, this bear season, and I'll tell you what, like, it's a five-to-one, like, antis to conservationists, like, and it's almost sad that, like, the, the hunters... As a whole, they try we get we're getting attacked more from the inside out than we are the outside in. And it's kind of like because they don't seem to be able to band together and help one another. They want to kind of attack each other. So something like this where there's proven facts that are mailed to them or emailed to them regularly, Mm -hmm. then they know that they have to act on it right off the bat by being a member. Right. Which is absolutely which is it's important. It really, honestly is. I mean, if I see it, and you and you're, you guys are doing the work for us, where those rules or or those things that are coming to the table are brought to your attention, and all you literally need to do is just sign the thing and then send it to wherever. It's not that hard, and it makes it. You're making it. You're making it literally the easiest way you possibly can to write to legislative. And like, I, I don't. I can't write a letter. I'm horrible at that <laughs> stuff. Like, I don't know half the. You know. 135cbda like I don't know none of that stuff or what it what it is and that's something that you guys do to make it easy for everybody else
3: For sure. Yeah.
1: And that's I mean what do you think Steve? I, I love it. I think it's a great thing. I <laughs> honestly do. <laughs> like I Bowhunting United as a whole, I, it's it's a no-brainer honestly to be a member for $25. Really like what's well, $25? I could spend that on knocks. Yeah.
3: And like you're talking about with like these animal activists, like banding together, we need to do the same. And, you know, they have a bunch of funding, like they're all throwing their money towards all of their initiatives to ban hunting and, you know, the furs and all that fun stuff. Um, But we need to do the same. It's 25 bucks.
1: It's nothing. We spend more than that on on broadheads than we do anything.
3: Well,
2: like Amy said earlier, the $25 is not going to tangible items, but the hat you get with your membership is worth $25. Uh-huh. So right away, that's not to mention the sticker and all that other stuff. So like you're getting your tangible items that's worth more than the $25 mm-hmm. that you put towards the membership. It's really a no-brainer. It really is, honestly. All right. It's Yeah. I wouldn't
1: I it's it's worth every penny to me. I mean the hat alone. Like I'd buy the hat for twenty five dollars. Absolutely. So, so where does that? So then, if it doesn't go towards the tangible items, like what else does it go toward? That twenty five dollars go towards?
3: It's just acting at the legislation level mm-hmm. and like being involved in like the action alert system.
2: So it just it it literally goes back
3: into itself.
2: Now is sure. there is yep. there other ways or avenues to donate more? I imagine.
3: Yes. Yes, on our website, um, there's a donation link, and you can go to that and donate there.
2: Cool. At so,
3: bowhuntersunited.com.
1: And only just to build the organize, organization bigger and bigger and bigger.
3: Yeah. So, for sure.
2: I think we should talk about the news for your cruise. Yeah, let's do it. Might as well I'm well get about right it. to it. So... So,
1: do you want to lead into it? So, we ended up partnering with Bowhunters United to sponsor the News for Your Cruise or partner with this News for Your Cruise kind of to, you know, to so that we could bring all of this stuff to the table right here on the Outdoor Drive. Which is cool, yeah. which is awesome because now Mike is able to kind of play for some of the stuff from from you guys right into the podcast. so You guys can hear it every single week instead of having to wait for those emails to come out to you or whatever the case may be. Now it's right here on the outdoor drive. So we, we really appreciate it honestly, because now that stuff is right at the Mike's fingertips.
3: Yeah, we're really excited. And like I said, it's just a lot to keep up with. And you know, if we band together and help each other and in this industry, I think that we can bring awareness to some very important items that all impact us. And we're just excited to share the word of it. So um, thank you guys for kind of partnering with us.
2: No, I mean it's the uh, least that we can do. Yeah, I thought it was a perfect pair. When we met you at Harrisburg, well, the second time we met you at Harrisburg at the show, um, <laughs> you know, you asked us about what we do and you started telling us what, what you do, and like right away it clicked. I was like, Listen, we do we have a news segment every week. Like this I I, can, I see something, and, you know, and it, it didn't take long for us all to figure out how this could all tie together very easily. And I mean it, it worked out perfect. Yeah. It helps out Mike too. Yeah, Dash. well, yeah, because Mike Mike's working all the time trying to, you know, he's got Don't all these me. different avenues and websites and places to check, and he's always putting the news together to come out every week, and now this is just another avenue where Bowhunter United will send him news and important legislation right to him, and it, it just cuts a lot of the work away from Mike to put it, putting that all together.
3: And it is really nice because Mike has also been sending us some topics happening in your guys' state that aren't, like, covered, like, super heavily. And, like, we're like, oh, this is happening, too. So then it's kind of a mutual benefit to both of us because then we can bring awareness to all the issues that we're both trying to find. Mm -hmm.
1: And that is that another thing that as a member, like you can bring forth some of that stuff to you guys about some of the things to help them fight for that stuff as a member.
3: Yep. You can um, message us, whether it be on social media or um, on our website. Um, But, yeah, we're definitely open to taking any and all um, issues happening in your state. Because I know like
1: QDMA when I was a member. Um, with those guys they would do stuff like that like they would help fight against some of the things that to fight I mean obviously they're a giant organization and they would literally band together with all the states and all the people in QDMA to literally fight for things like you know if we wanted to bring up Sunday hunting or whatever the case may be to kind of grow those things Um, and I would imagine that you guys would just bring attention to it and send it out as a as an email mm-hmm. blast or whatever the case may be
3: Yeah. Yeah. And we do a lot like other than just emails like and and bombarding you with all the different emails. um, We also do a lot on social media just to bring awareness because I feel like um, our generation is more on social media than their email. So we kind of just raise awareness through email and social.
1: Which I think is smart, like because that that again could go viral to a bunch of other people that may not be members also. Where people right. need to, or they share it on their Facebook page or whatever the case may be. Right. Because an email blast, like how much, how many email blasts do you listen, I mean, do you read? Like when I get an email blast, I'm like, oh, it's another email blast, you know, because it's yep. like the time, it's not like, <laughs> I don't know there's i'm thinking of like the old person that's in the corner reading the newspaper when i think of email blast like i think that i'm that person oh i gotta sit over here and read my emails <laughs> like you know like yeah. not not to not to talk down on anybody but like that's what i think about when it comes to emails i'm like oh man it's like it's like reading the obituary you well, got a bunch I of things to read over in here in, the all,
2: corner. in all honesty it's no different than social media when you th- it's called a newsfeed. You're scrolling through your newsfeed, so I mean, what's the difference whether it's a Facebook post or an email? It's the same thing. You still look like an old man in the corner. Yeah, exactly. Right. But the the good yeah. thing about the social media, like having the stuff posted in a newsfeed, it's a lot easier for people to see, people to like, and then people can share it. And I think it just gets out there more than, like you said, just thumbing through an email and mm-hmm. read, reading it, and then it just dies there. Yeah. No, I totally. Agree. People are more because the
3: overall goal is to get a lot of action, right? And get like legislators to know what their people want. So, so
1: what? What is some of the team members that are part of the Bowhunters United? That and what do they do? So that kind of people can kind of get to know that you guys a little bit more.
3: Yeah. So I am kind of like our main point contact for Bowhunters United. So. I handle everything from, you know, all the member benefits, social media, um, you know, taking care of customer orders and things like that. We have um, we have a pretty small team on ATA side. We have about like 15 folks um, in all different areas of the U.S. Um, so I think that's kind of unique. And, you know, a lot of our team brings to the table a lot of different ideas and a lot of different um, connections and partnerships. Um, one gal I will note, um, we have Sarah and she's in our office. She's our only person in the office in Minnesota at ATA headquarters. And so she is the person who's always sending out all of the mail, um, sending all of those member packets in the mail and things like that. So she, yeah, she's a one man band over there that kind of just takes care of all of the mail and shipping all of their members, their items. Um, so she is like a very valuable asset to us. Um, and then I will say our CEO, Jeff pool has really came in and shined a light on bow hunters United and is very passionate about protecting bow hunters rights and, you know, making an impact for our industry.
1: That's awesome. And then there's obviously people that are just looking for the, for the legislative stuff all the time. Right.
3: Yeah. And so on the legislation side, we have, um, Dan and we have Josh. And so Dan is our, um, chief of conservation. So he's like working at that national level and, you know, with senators and things like that. And then we have Josh Gold who is, um, working at like the state agency level. So he's talking with all of them about regulations and pulling all these advocacy items and like learning and listening to what's happening and what we need to, we, what we need to do about it.
1: So it seem, seems like you have a dream team to fight against everything. And yeah. I I mean, Sarah over there sending out everything and whatever.
3: Yeah. Here's your hat. <laughs> <laughs> a cat yeah. for you. A cat for you.
1: Everybody gets a hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was funny. We, at the last show that we, was it this weekend? The kid that had walked yep. by and he was wearing a Bowhunters United hat. And we were like bro where'd you get that and because well, obviously we knew what it was and, he was, yeah. and he, what did he end up saying i don't even remember
2: i don't remember you
1: anymore. said oh you he yeah, said I, nice hat and the kid didn't even really recognize it. we're like dude you're wearing a bowhunters united hat and he was like oh yeah 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 and he was just all excited about it so it was cool to see
3: hunters unite.
1: yeah exactly <laughs> he was in we were in new york so it was kind of crazy So <laughs> i was like oh where did he find that you know like and now you well, start to see it. here. It's like when you buy a red car, right? You buy a red car, and you're like, nobody has a red car. Then you then you buy a red car, and everybody has a red car. So like, you pay attention to that, and you saw it. And that's not the first, because there was another one. Where else did I see one? Oh, it was at the Springfield show. Somebody mm-hmm. else had a Bowhunters
2: United hat, and I was like, oh, you don't notice it till you know what it is, and that, as soon as you see, see it, you like spot it a I mile know what away. That is, yeah, that absolutely is it.
1: I want to. Yeah, so- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, please.
3: Um, Funny story. We were at the this past ATA show. We had a Boe Hunters United booth there, and I was selling memberships there for the three days. And I had two gentlemen come up and get memberships. Well, it was the end of the show, and Morrell Targets was, was getting rid of a lot of their inventory so they didn't have to ship it back home. So they were kind of just selling items to retailers and things like that. Well, they were these two gentlemen, they were they like to give me trouble. So they were giving me trouble and they had bought all these targets, but their car was just like miles away and it was just gonna be a pain in the butt to get them there. Well, he came up to me and I said he said, What kind of bow hunters united is this? You're not gonna help me get all these targets <laughs> to my car? Well, six of us ATA staff members were like, Come on, let's go. Picked up all the targets and made our way to his truck and he was like, Thank you guys so much. I did not think you guys would do that. But we're like, Yeah, bow hunters unite. Let's go.
2: <laughs> See that? That's that's the, that's new, the service you get with Bow Hunters United. I'm gonna call yeah. you when I shoot a deer next year and have you come get it out of the woods for me heck yeah let's do it hey, <laughs> i got the butcher
3: skills
1: so let's go that's right I, actually it's funny is so my question i was gonna ask was your butchering skills like i wanted to honestly know so i come i come from a long line of butchers i've been butchering my entire life this is what i did yep. for a very long time still to this day but like so were you like an inspector side or were you just you were actually like down and dirty skinning cutting deer and me oh
3: yeah yeah down and dirty.
1: <laughs> That's awesome.
3: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So my godparents had a plant. Um. Like really close to our house, and so I kind of started with like you know, um. We did beef, hogs, lambs, and then we did deer season. We'd taken like 800 deer per mm. season. Wow. It was just crazy. Um. But like I started like on you know the beef and pork and lamb side of like you know wrapping meat, and then I kind of like started to dabble in marketing. So that's kind of why i'm here today um but then once i was old enough to hold a knife at i guess like 17 18 then i really got to like dig deep into you know like i would start butchering and mm. you know carrying carcasses and then deer season i was the only girl on the kill for um so like skinning and all that fun stuff so
1: that's um, awesome and the reason i say that is because it's such a dying it's such a dying thing for our our generation. Like you don't see a lot of butchers right. and like I know like here like some of the some of the federal grants and stuff for butcher shops here are just like insane. Like I was in the process of potentially opening up my own slaughterhouse here because there yeah. there is no more yeah. of it. And a lot of us as outdoorsmen like even like a a deer hunter they don't even a lot of them don't even understand what it takes to break down their own animal or even skin it properly and stuff so when you had said that i was like go because i was like there's not a lot of people that know it or understand a lot of that that stuff i mean i know out west it's a little bit more but like but still this
3: i um I mostly like to do archery just because it's a little bit warmer and I don't have to do the cold and things like that. But like, I'm also a gun hunter as well. But like the thing I realized with like the gun hunters, like all the archery guys, like we're pretty good at like bringing their deers deer in and, you know, like field dressing it properly and things like that. Well, in Missouri, when you season rolled around for firearms, it was all these guys coming in and they would have their kid with them. And they're like, can I pay you an extra 25 bucks to field dress my deer? And I'm like, uh, I'll show you how to do it, but you need to learn how to do Mm -hmm. it, man. Like you can't just like go out and shoot an animal and then not know what to do with it. Like, got to have to you got to have a game plan so um but yeah it was interesting a lot of guys would look in on the kill form and be like what's wrong with that girl how is she doing that
1: but when you're born and raised around it it's just second nature like it's just a right. normal thing like i i say that a ton about you know like like slaughtering hogs and stuff and guys would be like how do you do that and i'm like I, it's just second nature.
2: It's no different than you tying your shoes to me because it's just it's just life. It's the way that it is. Well, we talk right. about it a lot lately because everything gets so advanced with, like, content creators. So, like, when you go on YouTube, something that interests you, like, mobile hunting or saddle hunting or all these advanced things are, like, uh, reading Buck Sign and How to Kill Big Bucks. But there's not a lot of videos out there on how to field dress a deer. Like, all... Everybody wants like all like the cool stuff, but a lot of the very basic stuff mm-hmm. is overlooked. And there's, we forget that there's people out there that are just starting or they're self-taught and they don't know the little things that a lot of us people that have been doing it for a long time overlook because we mm-hmm. just, we take it for granted.
3: Right. And you know, rolling back to bow hunters United, one of the also big perks is that we come out with those articles like two to three a week. And we kind of explain those things for some that don't know and awesome. like teach them. And so like, I by no means am an excellent bow hunter or excellent in this field, but I have learned so much by just reading our articles. Um, whether it be about like hunting out West, I've never done that before, mm-hmm. so I can think about it and, you know, field dressing, I've been lucky enough that I still have that connection with my, um, you know, processing plants, so I can go in there and, like, record, like, oh, this is what's happening to your deer after you drop it off at the processor. So um, that's a big, big thing that we do that I feel like gets overlooked with Bowhunters United, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think it's a really great member benefit.
1: I think the educational part is is, is huge. I mean, and having that connection to be able to do such a thing – and like the same with us, like we're trying to bring it back to those basics, like, and do those things, like just like that, where they can go on there and read the stuff from Bowhunters United, how to field dress, how to, you know, I, like even like tracking and this and that, like we're we're about to record this weekend on some some you know just property maintenance type stuff like you're hunting property maintenance like you know how to prune a tree how to do this how to do that uh how to properly prune um in a bedding area and so on and so forth because i think the educational side is getting lost and i say it all the time social media has kind of ruined that for people where when they are go on to some of these forums and they ask a question like uh, you know, can somebody help me or talk me through how to field dress a deer? And they just get totally
2: belittled and and get treated like like crap. Yeah, the one that yeah. bothers me the most is when somebody posts on social media looking for a processor or a butcher, mm-hmm. and you get all the guys. Oh, why don't you just do it yourself? Why don't you learn how to do it yourself? I don't see anybody offering to teach to them. teach them. <laughs> all you do is tell them do it yourself. You know, right. and it's like, come on, right. like. Be- Come on, be a man. And, and
1: is that some of the things?
2: <laughs> Sorry.
1: Don't, don't bring <laughs> Boston Be A Man into this right now. Don't.
3: That's
1: me. <laughs> um, but those are some of the things that you guys obviously offer, some of the educational things for those people that want to be able to read those things.
3: Right. So um, connecting to like where we are now, we're doing a lot of um, informative things on – you know, shed hunting and turkey hunting, like a lot of our deer hunters are transitioning to turkey season. And so we're covering that. And then, um, you know, kind of trying to give bow fishing a shot too. Mm -hmm. like, you know, letting people know, like, Hey, even though it's not the season for hunting things, like you can still go on vacation or go to the coast and, you know, try out bow fishing. Like it's just another extension of archery. Um, and we really want to let people know that, but that's kind of like the topics we're covering right now. It's like very seasonal, and then you know, um, prepping your food plots and getting ready for things like that. So yeah,
1: awesome. and that's kind of those things that we were talking about right. too. Uh, so when you become a member, is it is there an online basis to the newsletter also, or is it like like you get yeah, mailed so, it or?
3: Um. So the uh, e-newsletter, the monthly newsletter, it is. Email to our members, and then it's also published under our press room. Um, so all, of, yeah, all the e-newsletters are mostly sent to you um, in two different ways. We do not post it on social media or anything like that because it is a member benefit and only members get it. But basically what that kind of e-newsletter has is the top three tips and tactics in bow hunting right now. We have industry updates, so all of our ATA connections, so like We just did an industry update of like a um, Finland study of how um, archery hunting over there is just as effective as gun hunting. Mm -hmm. So we cover things like that. Um, All of our member benefits. So like calling out rebates and discounts and things that you can redeem and, you know, buy more gear to add to your little collection and um, featured videos and oh, oh, and advocacy stuff. Lots of advocacy stuff in there on kind of what's happening and how you can take action if you missed your action alert.
1: That's awesome. I like what you're talking about with the overseas stuff too, and how the archery is so important to those places because Russia is like that. You can't archery hunt in Russia. Right. It one of those States. And like a lot of people don't realize that, that some States like Africa, for example, Africa, you have to have like certain grains and it was only not that long ago that you couldn't even archery hunt there. Yeah, but it's almost like one in the same. So it's kind of cool that you touch on that, honestly, because people don't know that.
3: Yeah. And one of the like big initiatives of ATA this year is um, our our advocacy um, guys and then also our education and outreach team. They've been working on all of the different regulations for all of the 50 states because that's just a beast of its own on how many different rules and laws and regulations are out there for each state. So we are going through and breaking down, like this is what the rules and regulations are here, here, and here. So hmm. um, we're really excited about that. And we're really excited to touch base on that with Bowhunters hunters United. So then you would be
1: able to like, go to like what your website or something and see that like, mm-hmm. like each state, so, like, if I yeah. was to go to, say, for example, if we were to go to Missouri, there would be a section in there that says, like, Missouri's archery different, differentiates All the from.
2: Roles.
1: Yeah. Cool. That's yeah. insane. That's so cool. Because that's one of the hardest things when you go to travel hunt. Like, when yeah. you're in a certain state. So, like, even in New England, like here, right? So, in Connecticut, for example, there's no minimum distance from a dwelling for bow hunting. For bow hunting. But then, if I go to Massachusetts, I have to be 150 yards away from any dwelling. And, like, if you didn't know that, because, like, I wouldn't think of that. and, And then you would go there and you would hunt there. So, that would be, like, one of the things that would be in some of those rules that you would have
2: that you're making yes that's so cool i I do like that i really do yeah that's the most intimidating thing about going out of state because Mm -hmm. you know you don't think about laws because they're just ingrained in your head in your home state and then you could easily cross a state line and get jammed up on a law that Mm -hmm. doesn't even make sense to you in your home state Mm
3: -hmm. right that's so
2: cool is there anything else that we're kind of missing
1: that you might want to touch on as far as the bowhunters united goes
3: i don't think so I think um, that bow hunters should definitely consider joining Hunters United because, you know, we wanna protect and preserve our bow hunting heritage. And if you have little ones at home or family members, uh, you wanna protect and preserve it for future generations to come. So um, I think we just all need to band together and create an everlasting impact for um, not only bow hunting, but the archery industry as a whole too.
1: Absolutely. Well, I, we'll get away from business for two seconds, but can you tell me <laughs> one of your most memorable hunts that you've been on?
3: Oh, okay. So my most memorable hunt was, um, I have always been a daddy's girl. I was always the tomboy out of my three sister's. And so, of course, what I wanted to do was go bear hunting because I had already gone turkey hunting and whitetail hunting and dove hunting with my dad. And so my dad has been going to um, Manitoba, Canada for years. Um, And so I begged and begged and begged to go. So my parents gifted me for my high school graduation. Um, I graduated at like seven that night. The next morning at four in the morning, we took off for Canada a 21 hour drive from Missouri. And so we went to Canada on my first bear hunt. I had a crossbow at the time. Um, I'm actually planning to go there in October and use my compound. So I'm really excited. Um, but it was my first bear hunt, the landscape and just how the woods like are made up over there is like totally different from Missouri woodlands. Um, so that was really cool. But, I remember I had a cinnamon bear come in front of me, which they don't have very many cinnamon bears where I was hunting at. And so I kind of just like got this golden egg of an opportunity and this cinnamon bear came out in front of me. I had my bow up ready to shoot. And then my dad's um, his pocket knife fell out of the tree stand and clanked down each step. And I looked at him like, Oh my gosh. Like, did that really just happen? If this bear gets spooked, like I'm done, like so mad. Um, But I shot the bear before it could go anywhere. And it was just like a really memorable experience with my dad and just something that I've always um, enjoyed to look back on. So um, yeah, that's kind of why I got into hunting was because my dad and it's just like a time for us to get away and, you know, make some memories and bond.
1: That's so cool, that though. Awesome. Yeah, especially, you know, you get it as a graduation present, and then yeah. that's that's a once in a lifetime bear. I mean, you're especially. Color phase? Yeah, color phase. In Canada, of yeah. all places. How big was the bear? Not that it. He, he was probably
3: like 250. Um,
1: a, a color phase at 250? Mm. That's giant. <laughs> that's,
2: a, that's a spring bear, too. Yeah, a
1: spring bear, too. Yeah. summer
3: so, yeah my my parents house my dad's just been going forever because like white tails and turkeys weren't enough so he was like okay i'm gonna go black bear hunting and then he like got on that um but we have four full bear mounts in my parents house and my mom's like no more bears like no more bears in the house and then like the walls are just filled with white tails so um yeah
1: is yours mounted in there too? With with Is it one of the four?
3: No, it's still in the deep freeze, which I need to take it to the taxidermist to even see if they can do anything. But me and my husband are starting the process of building a house, so I, I need a bear for my own house. That's so. right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, to piggyback off of that, what drives you outdoors?
3: What drives me outdoors? Um, just having a connection to nature and – Um, enjoy spending time with family and friends.
1: I think that's, I think that's the way, best way to be said, honestly, honestly. And you
3: just sit there in the quiet (laughs) and just one of my favorite things to do is watch the woods, wake up and go to sleep. Mm -hmm. It's just so interesting, like to get away from the house or I live on a farm, but like get away from the house or town and things like that and just see kind of what's going on, um, where you aren't like, you're just a visitor. So, um, that's what drives me outdoors.
1: I'd have to agree with you there because the spring, I look forward to Turkey season for that because I think, and you've obviously Turkey hunted. So like Turkey hunting is one of those things that it's real special when things wake up in the spring for some reason. I, it's not it's, like the fall. It's way different. It's yeah. way different. And it's, you look forward to it and it's like that kickoff to everything you know the, the kickoff of the hunting season is turkey season like so like when it all comes together and you watch the world come alive there yeah. i don't think there's anything i i couldn't agree with you more honestly
3: watching the turkeys come down from the roost it's like oh yeah it's game time let's go <laughs>
1: <laughs> when that first one fires off you know you know that you're alive honestly you know you're alive it, when that first one fires off physically
2: impossible to not just straight cheese when you hear <laughs> that first gobble you're like oh yeah
3: <laughs> I am I'm really pumped for turkey season not only like like I said I live on a farm but at one of our farms um, my father-in-law has been saying like 80 turkeys like two groups of 40 up there and so I'm like pumped and then um, one of my coworkers, workers Aubrey um, she's never turkey hunted neither has her husband so they're going to come down from Tennessee and um, we're gonna see if we can get him a turkey. That's awesome. So, so do you, stay tuned on Bull Hunters United. You might see a turkey on there that we shot. That's
1: <laughs> awesome. Is there? Do you have you have Easterns, Merriams, Rio? What do you have in Missouri? So I
2: don't know. It's Eastern. <laughs> it's all Eastern. Oh, sure she's yeah.
1: like I don't know. They're
3: turkeys. Like I pretty didn't sure know they're. there was a choice. <laughs> yeah.
1: So like Kansas and stuff, they have Rios. And then they're like crosses, and then you have so there is there's different. They're just sub breeds of them, you know. And that's all it is. That's all. Some people like. I love that the that that you're like they're turkeys because they because in all honesty like you enjoy it because what they are. You could care less about the 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 breed and yeah. stuff. Some people like to. Grand slams. You have to kill a Rio a Merriam, an Eastern, and Osceola, which is your Grand Slam. And then you could do your Super Slam, which is um, the Oscillated, which is in Mexico. And But, like, that's like people fight for that, right? Well, they, they get the Grand Slam, and then people now are doing the chase in 49, so they have to kill a turkey in all 49 states, which is just stupid. Just go shoot them. Just shoot <laughs> them. Like, just kill them all. That's what I say. They're turkeys. Just kill oh, them yeah. all. So... Well, Amy, we really appreciate you joining us. We really appreciate you partnering with us. We're looking forward to the future of what this partnership has to hold um, in, in the future and what we can do for Bowhunters United and the people of Bowhunters United um, to kind of get the word out there and uh, kind of keep this this lifestyle alive, honestly.
3: For sure. Yeah, thank you guys for partnering with us and, you know, having me on the show. I appreciate it
1: absolutely and we're looking forward to being at ata too that's (laughs) so we can see everybody and and meet everybody and so on and so forth so uh, thanks again amy we really appreciate it and for everyone else get out there and get your subscription to bowhunters united and thanks for taking the ride right here on the outdoor drive